You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today's episode is called Being Authentic. Nearly everybody that I speak to says that they want to be more authentic and that's why I wanted to create this episode because authenticity is such a fascinating subject for me. Being authentic is something that most people really value and it's a key part of building strong personal and professional relationships. But what does being authentic actually mean and what does it involve? This episode's going to help you to understand what it means, the squeamish parts of being authentic and the three skills that you need to develop so that you can start to be more authentic. Strap yourself in, you might get some surprises with this episode. (laughs) Let's start with a definition. What is authenticity? It simply means being yourself which sounds easy, but it's not so easy. (laughs) Being authentic is when your actions and words are congruent with your beliefs and values. In searching for a definition, I went to the VIA Institute of Character Strengths because they have a really great definition of authenticity as a statement, and they say, I am honest to myself and others. I try to present myself and my reactions accurately to each person and I take responsibility for my actions. Whoa. (laughs) So you hear those words, I'm honest to myself and others. I present myself and reactions accurately to each person, and I take responsibility for my actions. I want to unpick those a little bit further, but just to be really clear from the the get-go, what we're saying is that authenticity is about Three skills, courage, honesty, and integrity. Here's an example of what being authentic looks like. This is a story from my own life from many years ago when I was early on in my relationship with my husband before we were married. I made a biryani for dinner one night and it was the first time I'd ever made biryani, which is a kind of a dish of mince meat and rice mixed together with spices and I was pretty happy with the way it turned out we ate the meal and by the end I asked my husband how he enjoyed it because he'd been pretty quiet and he said firmly but kindly look I really appreciate the effort that you went to in making this dinner but I prefer not to have this again I don't really like it but I'm really glad that you tried it and I'm thankful that you took the time to make a lovely meal My first reaction was to feel deflated because I hadn't been conditioned around authenticity. I felt like any sort of criticism should be taken to heart. That was my natural reaction. And so my husband saw my face dropped. He he noticed that my face had dropped and we had this conversation about the importance of honesty, which was a total game changer for me. It turned out that he didn't want to pretend to like a meal just to make me feel good and then lie about it. He said that it would mean that I'd probably make that meal again, thinking that he liked it, and then he'd have to lie to me again. And he might become frustrated or resentful about that. It might have other implications in our relationship. And it totally made sense to me. I really appreciated his honesty and the courage that it took for him to speak up and I saw that he was genuinely speaking with empathy and giving me neutral feedback 
factual feedback from a rational place but with a lot of love. And that one conversation opened up a whole new way of thinking and personal growth for me and about how I wanted to relate with others. It deepened our relationship and it helped me to examine my own beliefs and thoughts and actions around courage and honesty and integrity, around being authentic. It helped me to identify the skills that I knew I wanted to develop so I could be more authentic. So as you can see, it might be easy to assume that being authentic is something that just happens. You speak about what you believe in and it feels good and everyone's on board and it's all rah, 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 but it's not like that all the time. Being authentic comes down to the nitty-gritty daily life level. It's more than just being pumped up or appearing to say something nice or being honest. And there's another side to it. This is the kind of the squeamish, icky side. And this is the hard bit. It's to do with acting in a way that's congruent with what's on the inside. Have you ever heard of the smell of fear? <laughs> it is a real thing. When we're afraid, we give off certain chemicals that send out a warning to others. And so if you do have fears or doubts on the inside or if you lack conviction or certainty in what you're saying, or if you're not sure of your beliefs or values, or if you're faking it, or if you're hiding something, then you're going to be given away by your body chemistry, by your posture, by your tone of voice, and by your facial expressions. Your body is going to contradict your so-called authenticity. That's why they have lie detectors. That's why they have people in the FBI that specialise in body language and noticing how people's pupils dilate when they're lying or whether they look to the right or, you know, all these other little signs and signals. We may not be aware of those at the macro level, but subconsciously we are. And I'm going to prove that to you. Have you ever heard somebody say one thing and then seen them do another? Or have you ever had that sense that somebody's lying to you or maybe stretching the truth? How did that feel? And how did you know that they were lying? How did you know that they weren't being congruent or authentic? And how did that change your opinion of that person? This is a really important question. I think that if you want to be authentic, you have to understand what it feels like to be on the receiving end of it too. Put yourself in that position of interacting with someone who is authentic versus someone that isn't. Notice how that feels for you. Authenticity is a wonderful thing and it is just a little bit challenging sometimes. It's not easy for some people to be courageous. And it means you need to be honest to speak up for yourself. It means you need to voice an opinion sometimes. Or it might mean that you need to be vulnerable or to expose something or to face a challenge. And so if you want to be authentic, if you want to build great relationships in your business in life, it will serve you to improve your authenticity skills. And I want to talk about those three skills now and what they mean and how to get them going. The first one is courage. In any interpersonal relationship, courage is the thing that allows you to name what's happening, to raise awareness, to create acceptance or to gain understanding. It's when you can express an observation about a situation. 
or to speak about how you feel or to talk about your needs or to request that somebody does something different when they're around you with the goal of shaking up the status quo but without offending other people or violating or blaming, shaming or demeaning others. So it's a bit of a fine line. An example might be somebody who's been treating you a certain way or doing something that they think is kind of fun and you don't like very much, it makes you uncomfortable. And so courage is you going up to that person and saying, hey, um, I don't really like it when you do X. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And I would like it if you didn't do that around me anymore, please, if that's okay. So it's about being able to stay on the right side of that fine line to express your needs or your feelings without going into any sort of emotive reaction. There is a great communication model called nonviolent communication. And if you Google that, nonviolent communication, you will find a whole model of, of speaking that helps you to change your language so that when you are trying to express your feelings or needs or requests, you can do that with really neutral language that's non-inflammatory. And I want to be clear about something else too when we're talking about courage. Uh, People-pleasing isn't honest. It involves pretending to be something or someone that you're not in order to meet someone else's needs. It involves putting your own feelings and needs aside. And it takes courage to break out of that cycle, to say no to somebody, I don't want to attend, thank you for asking, or to be clear about what you will or won't do or what you can or can't do. I'm sorry, I can't help you on Tuesday night. I have other commitments. Or thanks for inviting me to the barbecue. I don't feel very social at the moment, but I'll come next time if you invite me. If you've been in a cycle of people-pleasing, it can be really hard to find that language, to find the language of courage, especially when you have the sense that you're going to make someone else feel sad or disappointed or angry. The fact is that other people are responsible for their own feelings and it's not your job to do that. So you need to learn to be okay with other people's potential discomfort. Courage is a powerful skill. If you can develop this skill, it's going to transform your relationships and help you to build confidence in yourself and personal integrity. I recommend that if you want to build courage, that you start with some small challenging situation that comes up in your life regularly where you want to speak up for yourself or set a boundary or if it's in a place in your business where you need to show up and be seen, something that's just a little bit uncomfortable but not too challenging. So think of that one thing right now, that one relationship that you have where there's a tricky part or that one piece of your business where you want to put yourself out there or something like that. Then think about and rehearse what you would say next time you're in that situation and how you'd say it. Think about words that are calm and rational, factual and non-judgmental to explain who you are or what your need is or how you're feeling. So I invite you to map out what that conversation would look like or what that showing up would look like and to schedule it into your diary and then do it. Doing it the first time is the hardest bit, but if you were to stretch yourself a little once a week and then reflect on how it felt afterwards, reflect on what you learned, I bet you would discover that you felt more confident 
I bet you would discover that you felt more courageous. And I promise you that if you do this one small thing regularly, you're going to build phenomenal courage, exceptional diplomacy, self-assurance and emotional balance because you won't need to hide anything anymore. You'll be able to speak about what you believe in and you'll feel more confident and motivated. You'll have a sense of conviction about who you are and you'll rely less on the opinions of others. It's such an important skill. The second skill in being authentic is to be honest, which goes hand in hand with courage because sometimes it takes courage to be honest. It means that you're speaking the truth and more broadly, honesty is about presenting yourself in a genuine and sincere way without any pretense. I see a lot of people in business pretending that they have worked with hundreds of clients or you know, making bold claims about what they're able to do and they simply don't have that. For me as a client, if I went to buy service from someone and I found out that they had misrepresented themselves, I'd probably never go there again and I'd probably complain bitterly to everyone that I met. I'd be pretty bummed about being lied to. And it's uncomfortable within yourself when you know that you're telling fibs. Let's face it, it really is. On the flip side, there are a lot of pros to being honest. The research shows that honesty helps us achieve more than just trust and better personal relationships. It means that you set more accurate goals that reflect your true values and interests. So not goals that you think you should do or that are going to please other people or that you believe are important but you're not really committed to. We're talking about goals that you really want and feel are meaningful for you. How do you think that's going to affect your ability to achieve those goals if you set goals that are realistic and reflect your true values and what you really want? You're going to achieve goals easily and more regularly and that's going to build confidence. It's a win-win situation. We talked about courage being challenging and honesty is a different version of that. We're often afraid of the consequences of being honest, of maybe hurting someone else's feelings or letting them down. But even if we get past that, the most important thing you can be is honest with yourself. That might be the best starting point. If you're not happy about something or if you're living out of alignment with what you believe in, then it's going to create more tension within you to maintain that than if you lie to protect the feelings of others. So what I'm saying is if you're feeling dishonest within yourself, that's actually going to be harder to deal with than if you're dishonest with other people. It's worth thinking about. I think it's important to really be honest with yourself and get used to that, even if it is a little uncomfortable. And then maybe you'll find it easier to be more honest with others. The truth is if people can't handle your honesty and your kind, tactful, diplomatic words, it doesn't matter how you serve it up. If they can't deal with it, then they're probably not your people. And what a relief to know that because then you can just be yourself and be honest 
and you can find people who really buy into that and act the same way. So that can be a little bit of the uncomfortable part of being authentic is the need to be honest with yourself and others. And as for the courage element, I highly recommend taking small steps at a time, but just being honest with yourself as a starting point. The third part of being authentic is integrity, having integrity. And that's when you are who you say you are. You're being consistent with what you say and how you act across all areas of your life rather than behaving differently around different people. Integrity is living your life in alignment with your values and morals and ethics. And it's been described as doing the right thing even when no one's looking. So in other words, integrity is your personal choice. It's you choosing to act in a way with what you believe and to do that in all of the areas of your life. That means you're the same person at work as you are at home, as you are with your friends. When you act with integrity consistently across all areas, you're going to feel more confident and courageous and be more authentic. And here's why. Because when you act with integrity, you don't ever have to question yourself or doubt yourself. You know that you're doing what's right for you. And when you take responsibility for what you're doing and you're accountable for your actions and you face the consequences that sometimes people won't like what you say but you are living in alignment with your values, then other people are going to start to trust you and respect you more. You're going to become a role model and develop a positive reputation as somebody who speaks the truth and is courageous and authentic. I feel that it's easier to forgive someone's mistakes if they have integrity because you know that they're coming from a very honest place. Think about somebody you know that has a lot of integrity in your opinion and then they mess something up and they apologise and say, gee, I made a mistake, I really didn't mean it. How much easier is it to forgive that person for you than if there was someone you were always a little bit suspicious of telling fibs? Integrity impacts on your success in life directly because when you have integrity, it means you're more likely to get promoted, you're more likely to be seen as a leader and you're more attractive generally as a person. I invite you to think of someone you know who has a lot of integrity in your opinion. How do you feel about that person? What sorts of Thoughts and feelings come to mind when you think of that person with integrity. How much do you trust them? And what is it specifically that causes you to feel that way? Integrity is a really powerful magnetic thing. And you can hone your integrity by being really clear on your core values, on your decisions, and by developing your strengths. Here are a couple of examples I'm going to talk about person A and person B, two very different people with two very different sets of values, both acting from integrity. Person A has really strong values around family, community, contribution, love and responsibility. 
So person A is probably going to be the type of person that cultivates thoughts and actions that align with those values. They're going to want to invest their time and energy in people and relationships. And so person B could be different. They might have stronger values around achievement and competitiveness, courage, hard work, uh, and being a role model. Maybe they're athletes or powerful business people. And so it would make sense that those people might cultivate more thoughts and actions that are aligned around those other values. Neither of those two people is better than the other. They're just different and both are living in alignment with their values. Both are being authentic. So what would being inauthentic look like for those people? Well, let's say that person B, the competitive achievement-oriented person, pretended that they were really family-oriented and really interested in their extended family and their kids and all of their friends' kids, but in secret they were really more interested and more lit up by creating ventures that helped communities. You'd easily be able to see the incongruence between their words and actions. They'd be the ones missing the kids' sporting games. They'd be the ones that were working late and unable to attend the family dinners. And so on the one hand, they would be telling the world that they're family-oriented, but their actions would say the opposite. And you might question that person. You might question their integrity. And the thing is that they may think that they're family-orientated or they may want to be family-orientated to suit other people, but if that's not who they are, it's definitely going to show up in their actions. And we could also look at person A being inauthentic as well. Let's say that person A, the really family-oriented person, was saying that they really, really wanted to get a promotion at work and be a team leader. On the inside, they might actually prefer to focus on their family and their loved ones and their relationships and to have a lot of love and connection in their lives. And so they might not ever be able to get the promotion that they say they want because their energy and focus and intention is more about their outside of work relationships. They're going to be banging their head against the wall, wondering why they can't get this promotion. But the fact of the matter is, that's not who they are. And so as you might see from those examples, one of the foundations of being authentic is being self-aware. When you really truly understand and acknowledge your values and are clear on what drives you, then it's way easier to act congruently and therefore to be integrity to be authentic, to have integrity and to be honest about who you are. Wow, that was a deep dive. <laughs> it's a kind of a deep subject being authentic. It sounds on the surface like it's an easy thing to do, but there's a lot involved. And so to wrap it up, to summarise what we've talked about today, being authentic is a wonderful way for you to build personal and business relationships and to feel fulfilled and to follow your purpose. But it's way more than just what you say or acting in a certain way to impress other people. Being authentic is about developing three core skills, courage, honesty, and integrity. And when you are self-aware and you are acting consistently with your values across all areas of life in an honest way, 
then you're well on the way to being authentic. We're self-coaching around this in my Habitology membership this month. I love the topic. We've just started the month and I'm really excited to see what sorts of experiments people do around courage, honesty and integrity to become more authentic and how they cope with those feelings of discomfort. That's actually the work to do to be more authentic. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week. And if you're curious about self-coaching or studying topics like this, pop onto my website, melaniejwhite.com forward slash habitology. You can learn more about what I do on that page. Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time.